Good Monday, friends. It is Monday, May 18th, 2020. You are listening to Locked on ACC. I am Brian Wilmer. I'm your host. I'm from FBSchedules.com, who is helping bring you this content, along with College Hoops Digest. Our final three football reviews for the schedules of 2020 are here, and we'll knock them out before Memorial Day. Also coming up Friday, by the way, 99 days until college football kicks off. That's the way we're looking at it, 99 days. So while you're starting to mark off your calendar and you don't look down and see Monday, Tuesday, 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 Friday, start getting ready for 99 days until college football. This program brought to you today by Built Bar. As you get your Memorial Day picnic supplies ready, if that's what you're planning on doing or going to a desolated part of the beach or whatever you want to do, pack your Built Bars with you. You can get $10 off your first order if you go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On. Again, BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On. As always, you can contact the program if you tweet us. We are at Locked On ACC. Email is LockedOnACC at gmail.com. You can also tweet me individually. I am at Sports Matters if you'd like to do it that way. I would love to hear from you. We've gone through most of the ACC slate for 2020 today. The Virginia Cavaliers. We venture to the Commonwealth for two of the three days this week. Virginia will be our Monday subject. Last year, as you know, the Cavaliers 9-5, 6-3 in the ACC. Played for the ACC championship. And uh, we won't talk about that game. I don't think anybody from either side wants to talk about that game. Virginia last year scored 449 points under Bronco Mendenhall. Went to the Orange Bowl fell 36-28 against Florida. Bryce Perkins, a big part of that offense last year, 319 of 495, 3,530 yards, 22 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Brennan Armstrong, 15 of 20, 196, one touchdown, two picks. We'll talk more about Brennan Armstrong in just a minute. Perkins also paced the Virginia run game last year, 227 carries, 769 yards, 11 touchdowns. Wayne Talapapa, 116 carries, 473 yards, 12 touchdowns. No other back carried more than 32 times last year. So it was largely Perkins and Talapapa on the ground. Through the air, it was Joe Reed, 77 grabs, 679 yards. Hasis Dubois, 75 catches, 1,062 yards, 6 touchdowns. Terrell Jana, 73 grabs, 878 yards, and 3 touchdowns. For the Wahoos, Three big play receivers, two of those big play receivers, now off to the NFL, either having already signed a contract or looking to sign one in Reed and Dubois. The Who's have somewhat of a dicey depth chart coming back, and I think that's why a lot of people have been a little bit sour on UVA and their preseason projections. We'll talk about the quarterback situation in just a minute, but Tala Papa back at running back. Ronnie Walker, an Indiana transfer, will join him in the running back room. Jana back is the lead receiver. Joined by speed guys Tavares Kelly and Billy Kemp. Although a lot of different names that you'll see rotating through the offensive room this year, both between the receiver position and the running back position, you know quite well that UVA is known for their kind of Swiss Army knife type players. And they will rotate a lot of guys around. We don't really know a lot about the receivers, say four through six on the death chart, because they're all fairly new guys. They're guys that didn't get a lot of reps in spring, obviously, because we didn't really have a spring, but one stalwart is back. Brian Delaney, the Virginia kicker. He will man the special teams for the Cavaliers. 
Mentioned we would talk about the Virginia quarterback situation. It looked as though Brennan Armstrong was going to be the guy quarterbacking Virginia. And then Mississippi State transfer Keaton Thompson joined the room. Here's what Bronco Mendenhall had to say about Thompson's arrival in Charlottesville. I get the chance today to talk about a brand new player joining our program. Uh, we're adding Keaton Thompson to our football program today, a graduate transfer with two years of eligibility from Mississippi State. Keaton is uh, big, physical, fast, dynamic, an exceptional athlete to win the Coastal Division and the ACC Championship. Two quarterbacks are always necessary, not just one. Um, so in addition to Brennan Armstrong uh, that we already love, we get the chance to now welcome uh, Keaton Thompson to our program. That just increases our chances to have the season we're all hoping for. Welcome. So glad you're with us. Thompson, as we mentioned, a Mississippi State transfer, a big quarterback, a 6'4 quarterback, weighs 225 pounds, former four-star recruit, comes to Virginia after being kind of an odd fit at Mississippi State because he came to play for Dan Mullen. Mullen left after his freshman year. Then Joe Moorhead came in, brought in Tommy Stevens. Didn't really work out all that well for Thompson. But as Chris Graham in the Augusta Free Press points out, Thompson did play a pretty strong game when it counted. That was in the 2017 Tax Slayer Bowl, the end of the freshman year for Thompson. He was the winning quarterback over Louisville, whose quarterback was a guy named Lamar Jackson. Thompson, 11 of 20, 127 passing in that game, ran for 147 yards and three touchdowns, and again led Mississippi State to a bowl win. Now, Thompson off to Charlottesville, where he will at the very least provide an alternate dimension to Brennan Armstrong, if not entirely supplanting him as the starter. And again, as Graham points out, Guys with that pedigree on the transfer market, says Graham, don't sign on thinking they're going to be the backup for two years. Time will tell in Charlottesville, but he's at the very least a very intriguing piece to add to that Virginia offense. And another reason why I think people who are writing off Virginia early may end up regretting those decisions. On now to the Virginia schedule, and it doesn't really start all that kindly for Virginia, if we're being quite honest. The Who's get to make the early trek to Atlanta, Georgia. They will take on the Georgia Bulldogs Monday, September 7th. They've played 18 times. Georgia has won nine of those games with three ties. The last time they played, 2000. In Honolulu, Hawaii, in the Oahu Classic, the Who's Oahu, who, fell 37-14 to Georgia December 24th, 2000. Before that, they played in the Peach Bowl in 1998. Virginia lost 35-33, and the last time UVA beat Georgia was the 95 Peach Bowl, a 34-27 result for the Hoos. Before that, Virginia had played Georgia in 1987, 1979, and then you had to go all the way back to 1927 for the last time those two schools played. Even without Jake Fromm, with Jamie Newman under center, it doesn't really seem to matter in terms of projections ESPN only slates Virginia as a 4.7% favorite against the Bulldogs to kick off the season. Saturday, September 12th, VMI comes to Charlottesville. It'll be the first time the Keydats have visited Scott Stadium since 2013. They've played 84 times in the school's history. The most recent, that 2013 tilt, Virginia won 49-0 over VMI. David Watford 
the primary quarterback for UVA that day. 18 of 25, that's a name by the way, 206, two touchdowns, two picks. Grayson Lambert, the backup quarterback who later went on to Georgia, 2 of 5, 17 yards for Virginia that day. Daniel Hamm, the leading rusher, 21 carries, 136 yards, two touchdowns. Kevin Parks, 17 for 135 and two touchdowns. VMI led by former UVA assistant Scott Wackenheim. The key debts last year went 5-7, and 4-4 four and four in the SoCon. They finished in a three-way tie for fourth place, did VMI last year. That was the most wins they've gathered since finishing 6-6 six and six in 2003. That's how down the VMI football program has been at the FCS level. Fairly decent turnaround last year, but they did just lose their leading receiver to transfer, which kind of hurts. ESPN likes Virginia 99.1% of the time in that tilt Saturday, September 12th. On to Saturday, September 19th, where UConn pays a visit to Charlottesville. They've split the four-game series all-time, have the Cavs and Huskies. The most recent in 2017, Virginia beat UConn 38-18 in Charlottesville. In that most recent game, that 2017 game, Kurt Bankert, the now Atlanta Falcons quarterback, 23 of 42 for UVA, 241 passing, one pick. Albert Reed, 15 carries, 73 yards and a touchdown. Smoke Mizell, 11 rushes, 66 yards. He also hauled in six passes for 40 yards. Keon Johnson, six grabs, 73 yards. Alameda Zacchaeus, six catches, 35 yards for the Wahoos in that last contest. ESPN rates Virginia as a fairly strong favorite in this one as well. 90.6% are the Hoos to beat UConn. And then there's this one to close out the first four-game stretch. Virginia at Clemson, Saturday, September 26th. The last time these teams played, you'll recall, was one of the more epic whippings you've seen in an ACC championship game. 62-17, the decision to the Clemson Tigers in Charlotte. UVA, 23 first downs in that game. 27 rushes, 104 yards, 30 of 48 passing, 283, two touchdowns, three picks, two fumbles, got them both back, three penalties, 27 yards for Virginia. Bryce Perkins threw all but five passes in the game. He was 27 of 43, 266, two touchdowns, two picks. Armstrong, two of four, 15 yards and an interception. Perkins, 17 carries, 58 yards. Talapapa, eight rushes. 43 yards. Cecise Dubois, 10 grabs, 130 in a score. Billy Kemp, 9 for 66. Also, Terrell Jana, 6 for 62 and a trip to the paint. ESPN, not really bullish on Virginia, as you might imagine. Virginia, only a 1.2% favorite to beat Clemson in Game 4 in 2020. So, we've gone through the first four games. Let's recap where we are through those first four games. Monday, September 7th, Virginia and Georgia at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Saturday, September 12th, back to Charlottesville for UVA, where they'll face VMI. Staying in Charlottesville the following week, Saturday, September 19th, UConn visits. And then at Clemson, Saturday, September 26th, to wind down that first four-game stretch. So there's one-third of the UVA slate down. The next four games take us through three ACC contests, including a traditional rival, one that brings back bad memories for UVA, and a Southern opponent. Also an in-Commonwealth rivalry that's not an ACC school. Coming up the next four, we'll get to those games in just a minute here on Locked on ACC. But first, 
Wanted to talk to you some more about Built Bar. We told you at the beginning of the program, Built Bar sponsors our program. I've told you about what I think about Built Bar. I wanted to tell you about what Built Bar's regular consumers think, because it's enough to hear what I think about it. Let's tell you what some others think about it, too. They have five-star rating for nearly 50,000 customer reviews. If you're wondering about sample sizes, 50,000 reviews, and they're still at five stars, that should tell you something. Some of the comments from some of the Built Bar consumers, Annabelle K says, the peanut butter Built Bar is her favorite. I'll agree. I love the peanut butter bar. It is outstanding. I'm a peanut butter addict. I'm very picky about peanut butter tasting things. Trying the peanut butter Built Bar, I'm on board with that. Shannon M says, these are my daily treat. They're high in protein and low in sugar. The chocolate outside is so tasty. I'll remind you, 100% pure chocolate on these bars. I like the chewy texture. They're also low in calories. That they are. Built Bar is half the calories of a Cliff Bar. Another peanut butter fan, and this is interesting. I'm going to have to try this. Rena W says, yum, yum, yum. I make a peanut butter sundae with my Built Bar. Add a little PB2, which by the way is peanut butter powder for those of you who are not initiated. And fat-free whipped cream, yum. I might have to try that. Just the thought of that makes me hungry, which is bad when I'm, I'm telling you to buy Built Bar because now I want to buy those myself. That makes me incredibly hungry. And just one more, Lisa R says, I love the coconut almond Built Bars. It's just like eating an almond joy. Great treat added to my day. That's one thing. If you've heard any of us talk about Built Bar, we all love it here. We all comment that they taste just like candy bars. They do. They taste just like a candy bar. I'm not kidding. Again, take it from a picky eater. They taste like candy bars. If you're not hungry enough from hearing me talk about this and you want to get even hungrier, go look at some photos, look at some tweets. Built Bars on Instagram at I am built. That's the letters I am built. They're also on Twitter at bar underscore built. Go look at the pictures. See for yourself. Get even hungrier than you already are from hearing me talk about this. And then once you do get hungry, use our promo code locked on at builtbar.com. Get $10 off your first purchase. Again, builtbar.com, promo code locked on for $10 off your first purchase. This is locked on ACC for Monday, May 18th, 2020. We are looking through the Virginia football schedule for the fall. The next game for the Who's Saturday, October 3rd, North Carolina visits Charlottesville. And last year's game, UVA won 38 31. It was a little close for comfort there for a while, though. Tanner Cowley grabbed a nine-yard Bryce Perkins pass to put UVA ahead 31-17 with 7.32 left to play. Antoine Green then grabbed a 50-yarder from Sam Howell with 4.57 remaining to bring it back within a touchdown. Grant Mish then caught a six-yarder with 2.30 remaining to make it 38-24. Deami Brown then grabbed a 42-yard touchdown pass from Sam Howell to make it 38-31 Virginia, 43 seconds to play but Carolina could not get that final equalizer, and UVA escaped with a seven-point victory over the Tar Heels. Last year, UVA 28 first downs in that contest, 32 rushes, 134 yards, two touchdowns, 31 of 40, passing 383, three touchdowns, 517 in total yardage for UVA, two fumbles, got them both back, one penalty for five yards, which is big. Perkins threw all but one pass, 30 of 39, 378, three scores, Armstrong, one of one, five yards in that game. Perkins also carried 24 times for 112 yards and two touchdowns. The next leading rusher, Wayne Talapapa, five rushes, 21 yards. Terrell Jana 
grabbed 13 catches, 146 yards in the game. Hasis Dubois, 6 for 97 and a score. Joe Reed, 6 for 55. Tanner Cowley, 3 for 53 and a touchdown. ESPN, not a big fan of Virginia's chances in that game. Only a 28.7% favorite are the Hoos in that contest. An off day occurs Saturday, October 10th before Georgia Tech hosts UVA. Saturday, October 17th at Bobby Dodd Stadium in Atlanta. Last year, Virginia, another close game, but the Hoos managed to win. It was 24-21 Virginia after a Bryce Perkins three-yard run nearing the interval. Brian Delaney then knocked home a 34-yarder in the fourth quarter to make it 27-21 UVA. Then Talapapa punched in a three-yarder to make it 33-21 with 10.57 remaining. An eight-yard Jordan Mason run brought Georgia Tech back within five, but the Yellow Jackets could draw no closer. 33-28, the UVA final last year. The Who's 25 first downs in the contest, 37 carries, 155 yards, three scores, 24 of 35 passing, 258 and a touchdown, 413 total yards for UVA in the contest. They were penalized six times for 49 yards. Perkins, 21 carries, 106 yards, one touchdown. Talapapa, 10 for 37 and two scores. Terrell Jana, nine grabs, 108 yards in the contest. Reed, five for 27 and a score. Billy Kemp, four for 51 for the victorious Wahoos. ESPN, though, only likes Virginia 30.3% of the time against the Ramblin' Wreck. Saturday, October 24th, Virginia travels to Norfolk. They will take on Old Dominion. The schools have played once. That was last year. Virginia won that game 28-17, a somewhat down Old Dominion team last year. They've brought in a new coach, Ricky Rain from Penn State. In that game, Old Dominion actually took a 17-0 lead. Nick Rice hit a 21-yard field goal. Stone Smart had a 10-yard run. And Matt Geiger caught a 47-yard pass from Smart. So with 10.32 remaining in the second quarter, the Monarchs led 17-0, and UVA fans pretty much panicked across the Commonwealth before UVA scored four unanswered touchdowns. An eight-yard Bryce Perkins run was 6.57 in the first half, brought it to 17-7. Then Zane Zandier pulled in a 22-yard interception return, made it 17-14. Talapapa, a seven-yard run, gave Virginia the lead with 10-16 remaining. And then Joe Reed caught a 25-yard Perkins pass with 7.33 to play to give the final margin. UVA, 14 first downs. They ran 29 times for 69 yards and two touchdowns, 15 of 24 passing, 175 and a score, 244 total yards for the somehow victorious Cavaliers, seven penalties, 70 yards. Perkins, 14 carries, 35 yards and a score. Talapapa, 11 for 33 and a score. Joe Reed, the leading receiver, four catches, 40 yards and a touchdown. Terrell Jana, three for 25 in that contest. ESPN likes Virginia 77.5% of the time to beat the Monarchs in Norfolk. And then Halloween Day, Miami travels to Virginia. Last year, the Hurricanes got a 17-9 victory in Coral Gables. Miami got the early lead on a 17-yard DJ Dallas touchdown catch. Then two Brian Delaney field goals made it 7-6. Miami got a 19-yard Turner-Davidson field goal with 10.06 to play, making it 10-6. Then Delaney hit a 44-yarder to make it 10-9 with 7.39 left. And then Nkosi Perry, a three-yard touchdown run with 2.31 left, gave us the final score. 
Virginia 21 first downs against Miami last year, 31 rushes, 74 yards, 24 of 41 passing, 244, 318 total yards, two fumbles, lost one, whistled three times for 20 yards were the Cavaliers. Another tough rushing day for UVA in that one. Bryce Perkins, 17 carries, 27 yards. Talapapa, 8 for 27. Dubois grabbed 7 passes for 93 yards. Joe Reed, 5 for 33. Jana 4 for 39. ESPN has this as kind of a pick Fairly close. It's about as close as you can get. UVA, 49.6% favorites against Miami. And again, what is essentially a pick That brings to a close the second four-game stretch for UVA in the fall. Let's take you back through those four games really quickly. Saturday, October 3rd, Scott Stadium is the host for Virginia and North Carolina before a Saturday, October 10th off day. Then two road games for Virginia at Georgia Tech Saturday, October 17th at Old Dominion's SB Ballard Stadium Saturday, October 24th before Miami comes calling to close out October on Halloween Day in Charlottesville. UVA with an interesting final four-game stretch, including a visit from a Kentucky opponent, a trip to North Carolina, hosting a school from the Keystone State, and the Commonwealth Cup. All that and more in the next four games for UVA. This is Locked on ACC. It is Monday, May 18th. I'm Brian Wilmer. We are reviewing the 2020 UVA football schedule Now on to Saturday, November 7th, where the Hoos will host Louisville. Last year, the Cardinals 28-21 victors over UVA. Game tied 14-14 midway through the third after JV and Hawkins scored a two-yard touchdown. Then Malik Cunningham put the Cardinals ahead for good with a 25-yard touchdown run with 14-22 to play. JV and Hawkins added a 17-yarder. UVA got back within a touchdown on a Tavares Kelly four-yard grab, but could not emerge victorious in Kentucky. UVA, 18 first downs, 26 rushes, 78 yards, two scores, 24 of 42 passing, 233, a touchdown, a pick, 311 total yards, fumbled twice, lost one, two turnovers for UVA in that game. They were penalized eight times for 70 yards. Perkins all but one pass in that game, 24 of 41, 233, a touchdown and a pick. Armstrong threw an incomplete pass. Perkins, 13 rushes, 22 yards. Talapapa, 11 for 54 and two touchdowns. Three big receivers in that game. Joe Reed, 8 for 48. Hasis Dubois, 7 for 93. And Terrell Jana, 6 for 75. The only touchdown through the air, though, went to Tavares Kelly, who caught a four-yard touchdown throw. Virginia favored only 21.6% of the time against the Cardinals. Friday, November 13th, in what will almost assuredly be an ACC Network game, Virginia at Duke. Last year, the Hoos throttled the Blue Devils. Virginia jumped ahead 27-0 in that game, 8-13 in the third quarter. Talapapa, a three-yard touchdown run, provided that margin. Duke bounced back with a Scott Bracey 36-yard grab from Quentin Harris to make it 27-7. Then Virginia would score 21 more unanswered points. On a Joe Reed 95-yard kickoff return, a 3-yard Bryce Perkins run, and a 9-yard Wayne Talapapa run before a 23-yard Duke touchdown reception brought it back to 48-14 with 2.41 to play, and that was where it wound up. Again, a throttling by Virginia. UVA 17 first downs in the contest, 41 rushes, 154 yards, 5 touchdowns 
on the ground for UVA. 14 of 28 through the air, 153, two picks, 307 total yards for UVA. Only turned the ball over twice and were only penalized twice for 30 yards. Perkins, all but two passes in this game. He was 13 of 26, 141, got picked once. Lindell Stone, one of two in relief, 12 yards, and also got picked. Perkins, 22 carries, 62 yards, three touchdowns. Talapapa, 14 for 77 and two scores. Reed hauled in five passes for 45 yards. Dubois, four for 62. ESPN only likes Virginia 36.9% of the time against the Blue Devils and Chase Bryce. November 21st, Pittsburgh visits Charlottesville in a rematch of a fun game to start last year. Virginia won that one 30-14. The Hoos trailed 14-13 at the interval and then scored 17 unanswered points in the second half. A 45-yard Brian Delaney field goal just into the third quarter. Then a Dubois 13-yard touchdown grab from Perkins made it 23-14. And Talapapa closed it out with a 10-yard touchdown run with 32 seconds to play in defeat of the Panthers. UVA 21st downs, 33 rushes, 129 yards, and that Talapapa touchdown, 20 of 34 passing, 181, two scores, 310 total yards for UVA in the contest, two fumbles, didn't lose either, three penalties, 35 yards. Perkins 18 carries, 44 yards, Talapapa 10 for 66, and that touchdown, Joe Reed 7 catches, 34 yards, Dubois 4 for 45 and a score, Jana 3 for 29 for UVA. Another pick'em. ESPN likes UVA 50.1% of the time. It really doesn't get any more pick'em than that. And Saturday, November 28th, with the Hoos finally getting off the schneid and beating Virginia Tech last year, seemed as though we were never going to be able to say that again. UVA travels to Blacksburg. Last year, a 39-30 result for UVA. Tech took a 30-27 lead with 10.58 to play on a 47-yard Brian Johnson field goal before Brian Delaney hit field goals of 25 and 48 to bring it back level and then give UVA the lead with 123 remaining. And then Eli Handback returned a fumble one yard to give Virginia the final margin in what was one of the more sigh-of-relief victories you will ever see from a fan base giving Virginia the result last year in Charlottesville. Virginia, 14 first downs, 25 rushes, 181 yards, three touchdowns, 20 of 33 passing, 311, a touchdown and a rip, 492 in total yardage for the Hoos, one turnover for UVA, which compare that with Virginia Tech's four, and that helps tell the story of the contest. Virginia committed seven miscues for 62 yards. Perkins, 19 carries, 164 yards, two touchdowns. Talapapa also visited the paint rushing six times for 17 yards. Reed, five catches, 66 yards. Dubois, four for 139. Jana, four for 56. And Billy Kemp, three for 32. And a touchdown. ESPN likes Virginia just 12.3% of the time to establish a winning streak against the Hokies. So there's the Virginia schedule. Let's take you back through game by game. Monday, September 7th, Virginia, Georgia at Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta. Saturday, September 12th, UVA home for the first time. They will host VMI. Saturday, September 19th, the homestand continues UConn visits. Saturday, September 26th, Virginia at Clemson. Saturday, October 3rd, Virginia hosts North Carolina before a Saturday, October 10th off day. Saturday, October 17th, Virginia travels to Georgia Tech. That game at Bobby Dodd Stadium, the first of two road games in a row 
the next one, Saturday, October 24th, in Norfolk at Old Dominion. Closing out October with Miami visiting Charlottesville. Charlottesville again plays host as November enters. Louisville will visit November 7th before Virginia goes to Duke Friday, November 13th. Pittsburgh in Charlottesville Saturday, November 21st. And Virginia closes the season with the traditional Commonwealth Cup game at Virginia Tech. If it's as cold as the most recent one I visited, I don't envy anybody who sits outside for that one. If Virginia is fortunate enough to make the ACC championship, they will contest it on Saturday, December 5th at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Now let's find out what Vegas thinks and what ESPN thinks about the 2020 edition of the Cavaliers. Vegas and Caesars have Virginia with an over-under of six and a half wins. ESPN, however, not nearly as high on the Cavaliers. They have UVA with four wins and finishing one and seven in the ACC. ESPN likes Virginia over VMI, 99.1%, over UConn, 90.6%, over Old Dominion, 775 and over Pittsburgh, 50.1%. That seems a little light to me, so let's go back through those games again. Georgia, no, that's not happening. VMI, they should win. UConn, they should win. Clemson is a loss. Carolina, they probably win that game, but it's closer than it appears. Georgia Tech, I think they win. I know it's in Atlanta. I know everybody's all over Georgia Tech. I think Virginia wins that game. Old Dominion, they should win. Miami, 49.6%. I think you can flip that one very easily, especially considering it's in Charlottesville. Louisville, they probably don't win. Duke, I think they might. Pittsburgh, if they win that one, that stands to reason. And then Virginia Tech, I think Virginia Tech might be looking for revenge in this game and almost assuredly will, but I just don't know if I like Virginia only 12.3% of the time. That's really light. So if you think about it, take the four games that Virginia's predicted to win, that being VMI, UConn, Old Dominion, Pittsburgh. Give them those four. Give them Georgia Tech. Give them Miami. That gets you to your six. That's six and six, three and five in the ACC. I'm not saying Virginia's going to go undefeated. I'm not saying they're going to sweep through their division, any of that. I think the path for them to get to 6-6, and 3-5 six, and five in the ACC is very realistic. Of course, the path for them to go 2-10 and 10 and win one game in the ACC is also realistic. Honestly, for me, I think the path to 6-6 six and six is a little bit more realistic than it is for that floor to be lowered any further than four wins. Where do you have Virginia finishing this year, especially with new quarterback Keaton Thompson, a lot of new weapons for UVA and some of the same weapons that you're used to seeing? Tweet us and let us know. We are at Locked On ACC. Also, email us lockedonacc at gmail.com. You can tweet me individually. I am at Sports Matters. There's your look at Virginia for 2020 coming up Wednesday. The Who's in Commonwealth rival, the Virginia Tech Hokies. We will break down the 2020 Hokies slate. We are down to the final two schools to review for ACC football for 2020. While you're online listening to us, go check out our fellow conference shows at the Locked On Podcast Network. You can listen to Locked On Big Ten, Locked On Big 12, Locked On SEC. We are all breaking down your favorite Power 5 conferences and doing it on the regular. If you like what you hear here, go check out our other fellow conference shows. And like you would do with us, provide a like, rate, follow, share, subscribe. We love to hear what you think about the program. If you find value in it, even if you don't, please let us know so that we can know that we're on the right track with what we're doing. So that's all for Locked On ACC for Monday, May 18th, 2020. I am Brian Wilmer. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you back here Wednesday 
for Virginia Tech. Take care.